0: Good evening and welcome once again to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. It's my duty and my privilege this evening to introduce a new topic for the coming week. We're going to be studying about baptism and my job this evening is to look uh, into the background of this rite. This will involve bringing you some results of research and the first thing we learn is that the Greek word for baptism, baptizo, it's number 907 in the Strong's Exhausted Concordance, if you'd like to look at that, but it means to immerse, submerge, to make overwhelmed, which means fully wet. This word is found 77 times in the New Testament. It's Hebrew equivalent, which is translated wash or bathe, both in the King James Version and the Jewish Publication Society Holy Scriptures. In the Old Testament, is found there 72 times. Now, as we begin, let's look at an interesting observation. To some in the West, There's a curious situation in the early Gospel record. John Ben Zacharias, you know him as the Baptist, began preaching in the Jordan Valley near Anon. He chose this area, the scripture tells us in John 3 and 23, because there was much water there. He needed a good supply of water because he implored his listeners to repent of their sins and be baptized unto repentance." The thought-provoking thing was that there was no record of anyone asking him what baptism was or why he was doing it. That's one of the questions that can come up as you do a slow reading of the scriptures. No question, no one questioned why he was doing this because baptism was a common practice during the 1500 preceding years under the law. I want to go to my Jewish encyclopedia and bring some things to your attention. Uh, This is volume two and uh, I've written it out, but uh, it's here under the title of baptism on pages 499 and 500 as they deal with this matter of baptism in the Jewish Encyclopedia. And uh, much of what we preach and teach about baptism today has a solid foundation in the Torah and the practices of the Jews under the law, as well as in the teachings of Jesus and the apostles. So uh, let me go to the uh, Jewish encyclopedia and there are a few old-fashioned words and some technical ones that uh, I'll give the meaning of as we go. Now first, baptism was a religious ablution, that means washing, signifying purification or consecration. The natural method of cleansing the body by washing and bathing in water was always customary. In Israel Uh, they give the example of the washing of their clothes was an important means of sanctification in joining the Israelites before the revelation or the giving of the law at Mount Sinai you'll find that in Exodus 1910 the rabbis (coughs) pardon me connect this uh, with this the duty of bathing by complete immersion and since the sprinkling with blood was always accompanied by immersion, tradition connects this with the immersion or with this immersion, the blood of lustration or cleansing mentioned is also having taken place immediately before that revelation or giving of the law in Exodus 24 and eight. These three acts, now that's the washing of the clothes, the sprinkling of the blood, and then the immersion, complete immersion in water, uh, were acts being initiatory, using the terminology of the Jewish Encyclopedia, initiatory rites always performed upon proselytes to bring them under the wings of the Shekinah. Now, baptism is not merely for the purpose of expiating or taking away a special transgression but it is to form part of holy living and to prepare for attainment of a closer communion with God, again from the Jewish Encyclopedia. John symbolized the call to repentance by baptism in the Jordan, uh, noted in Matthew 3, 6, and then parallel passages. And the same measure for attaining to holiness was employed according to the encyclopedia, by the Essenes. According to rabbinical teachings, which dominated even during the existence of the temple, baptism next to circumcision and sacrifice was an absolute necessary condition to be fulfilled by a proselyte to Judaism. Baptism was practiced in ancient, and by this they mean Hasidic or Essene Judaism, first as a means of penitence or repentance. The baptism of the proselyte has for its purpose his cleansing from the impurity of idolatry and the restoration to the purity of a newborn man. If any of this sounds familiar, then it ought to help you to realize that Christian baptism is not standalone, but it is based on a solid foundation in the Old Testament and in Judaism. Again, from the encyclopedia, the bathing in the water is to constitute a rebirth. Wherefore, and this is a quote, the ger, which means a convert from one religion to another, The ger is like a child just born, end quote. He must bathe, again a quote, in the name of God, end quote. That is, to assume the yoke of God's kingdom imposed upon him by the one who leads him to baptism, or else he is not admitted to Judaism. For this very reason, the Israelites, before the acceptance of the law, had, according to Philo on the Decalogue of the Ten Commandments, as well as according to rabbinical tradition, to undergo the rite of baptismal purification. And then the encyclopedia even gives us a comparison with 1 Corinthians 10, verse 2, and I quote for, for that, They were baptized under Moses, symbolizing the law, and in the cloud and in the sea. All that from the Jewish Encyclopedia. Now this particular passage was written by Paul, a Jew of the sect of the Pharisees, well trained in the law, and note his symbolism of baptism for Israel passing through the Red Sea. This strengthens the fact that baptism was a well-known observance among them. And then back to the encyclopedia, the writer of the fourth of the Sibylline Oracles, lines 160 to 166, appealed to the heathen world saying, and this is a quote, Ye miserable mortals, repent, wash in living streams your entire frame, with its burden of sin. Lift to heaven your hands in prayer for forgiveness and cure yourselves of impiety by fear of God." Uh, This is what John the Baptist preached to the sinners that gathered around him on the Jordan, and herein lies the significance of the bath of every proselyte, he was to be made a new creature. Now, if we would go to volume uh, one, much closer here, and look at, in this Jewish Encyclopedia on pages 68 to 71, uh, under the heading of ablution, which means a washing. And again, quoting from the Jewish Encyclopedia, for the purpose of actual or ritual purification, Ablutions or washings form an important feature of the Jewish religious ceremonial. There are three kinds of ablution recognized in biblical and rabbinical law. One, washing of the hands. Two, washing of the hands and feet. And three, immersion of the whole body in water. The washing of the whole body is the form of ablution most frequently ordained in Scripture and for the greatest number of causes. According to rabbinical tradition, this is only valid when performed by immersion, either in a natural fountain or stream, or in a properly constructed mikvah, or ritual bath. Now, take a moment here to talk about the, the mikvahs, in uh, biblical areas, archaeologists continually find evidence of these ritual baths in both public and private settings. They have found at least three of these, <coughs> pardon me, at Herod's palace complex at Mashares near the Dead Sea. One of these was found outside the walls of of what had been a splendidly decorated royal bathhouse. So they had this huge bathhouse for actual cleaning, bathing. And then just outside of it was this mikvah, whose uh, purpose was obviously ritualistic. In other places, mikvahs have been found in the homes of individual families. Uh, the more well-to-do, of course, and uh, from the Biblical Archaeology Review, I bring you a picture of this large mikveh that was uncovered at Herod's palace. There were steps down into it. Uh, It was deep enough that you could get into it and then dip down and uh, totally immerse yourself in its waters there are uh, several things mentioned in the torah where a person had to as it's uh, translated in the uh, jewish publication society uh, holy scriptures uh, instead of wash many times it is here uh, translated as bathe but it means to fully immerse oneself so Let's take a quick look at several of these things that, again, the Jewish Encyclopedia gives us this list of situations where the total immersion or washing or bathing was implored or required of the children of Israel under the law. First, if a person had been a leper or unclean for one reason or another and they were a descendant of Aaron the priest. They had to wash or immerse themselves before they could eat of the sacrifices that had been given on the altar. Second, if someone was a leper and had been healed, part of their cleansing ceremony after their healing was that they had to immerse themselves or wash as they presented themselves to the priest. Third, any person who came in contact with the body of or the articles of furniture that had been used by a person with an unclean issue had to immerse themselves before they could be ritually clean and again give sacrifices before the Lord. Fourth, on the Day of Atonement, the high priest, after sending off the scapegoat, was obliged to wash his whole body as was also required of the man who led the scapegoat away into the wilderness and the one who burned the ox and the goat uh, of the sin offering that was offered on that day. They all had to immerse themselves. Even though they were involved in the uh, ritual of offering, then before they could continue, they had to make themselves ritually pure again by this immersion. Uh, and the fifth one was a sufferer from an unclean issue. This is in Leviticus 15, uh, 16, and 18. Uh, whoever touched a woman during her period or any article used by her uh, from Leviticus 15, 19 through 27 also had to go through this ritual cleansing. A native Israelite or a a uh, proselyte, who somehow had eaten unclean flesh of a beast that had been torn or that had died of itself. This is found in Leviticus 17, 15. They had to, after that eating, they had to purify themselves before they could again come uh, ritually clean before the Lord. Number eight is that the man who tended the red heifer had to make himself ritually pure. Uh, by immersion, even though the red heifer was used as a cleansing agent for ceremonial cleansing itself, but because he tended it, he had to purify himself in this manner. Uh, Number nine, whoever came in contact with a corpse or a grave. That's from Numbers 19.19. Among the ceremonies at the installation of the priests, when they were put into the, that office, uh, uh, they had to be washed. This is found in Exodus 29, 4, and then again in Exodus 40 and verse 12. Uh, a woman would require immersion after her period, and that one is uh, shown derived from Second Samuel 11, verses 2 and 4. And then the last one that... Uh, is included among their list is a gentile wishing to become a proselyte proselyte, must also immerse his whole body. This ceremony is no doubt historically allied with baptism. And that ends the quotation and and the information from the Jewish uh, Encyclopedia article. With all these requirements of complete immersion in the the various rights and regulations of the law, it's not surprising that when John, who was a priest of the house of Aaron, appeared at the Jordan requiring that the people be completely immersed, no one had reservations about the act itself. This uh, was just a continuation of what they had been doing for closing in on a hundred generations. This was not something new, not at all. Baptism has deep roots in the plan of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for preserving the knowledge of your ways and works through the centuries. Please open our understanding of your plans for our lives as we read your word, as we listen to your spirit, and as we learn from those whom you have led in the study of your directions. Guide us in your paths that we can be right with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now that we have this history, others from the pastoral team will be looking at other and maybe more interesting parts of Christian baptism. Please join us again tomorrow evening for more on Baptism. Good night and God bless you.